The Trailblazers have added a new player development vehicle, one that virtually the entire league already had. The G League is coming to the Portland area. They will play at the Child Center. Bill Orm, who covered the Lakers back in the day and followed their G League team, is so excited to spend every day during the season at the Child Center. I'm just kidding. I'm Aaron Finches. Welcome to the Sports by Northwest podcast. I am joined by Bill Orm on this first ever Sports by Northwest breaking news edition. This will be a new deal where if something happens in the sports world in Oregon or maybe even nationally that we just want to talk about, we're going to jump on here and just go back and forth and have fun discussing it. Bill, you put out the news today, this morning, actually, that the G League is coming to Portland. You've been working on this for a while. As someone who has experienced at least monitoring a G League team when you covered the Lakers. What, you know, just give a quick snapshot as to what this could mean for the franchise. Well, I think it's a big step forward for the for the Blazers in, from a development component and just sort of, you know, fully fleshing out their basketball operations. Um, you know, the, the G League, formerly the D League, the NBA Development League, um, you know, started, you know, 20 years ago. And, you know, it has sort of gone through different iterations. Uh, and, and the Blazers have utilized the G League they had a one-to-one affiliation with a team in Boise up until about a decade ago, the Idaho Stampede. And um, but since then, you know, I think Neil Olshay's philosophy when he was the GM was a little bit more to develop um, players under the umbrella of the NBA team. That players that you know a young player like Anthony Simons would benefit more from being you know around Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum than being sent off to Reno to play you know against you know lesser talent. Um, the flip side of that, though, is NBA teams don't really practice very often, and there aren't minutes for, for those guys. <laughs> exactly. And so, and so, for a player like you know, Anthony Simons is a good example. You know, he had kind of this like four or five year development arc before he became ready to be like one of the main dudes and to be a starter. You know, if he'd been playing, getting tons of run and lots of reps in the G League, particularly a G League team that is right in your backyard, this is not sending you know sending you know a player to, to Idaho. This is sending them to North Portland. And they're going to practice at the practice facility in Tualatin. Um, everything is going to mirror the the NBA operation. So from coaching style, uh, philosophy, scheme, you know, whoever the G League coach is, that's TBD, is going to be implementing the same system as Chauncey Billups. Um, they're going to practice the same way as the Blazers. So really, it's a microcosm of the bigger team. So if a player gets called up to the NBA, they know how to do things in the, Bla- the, the Blazers' way. And likewise, if you know the Blazers have a couple first-round picks, they have a second-round pick in this draft. If they end up keeping those players and they say, "Hey, we need you to get some more run," we're going to send you down to the G League team. You know, it's going to it's going to feel really like a comfortable transition because it's going to be a facsimile of what they do with the NBA team. So, um, very much a a necessary step. The Blazers were one of the two last teams to not have a G League team, along with the Phoenix Suns. Um, and Phoenix actually did have a team, then sold it to Denver, which had previously been the team that didn't have a G League team. So really, the Blazers are kind of alone in in terms of how they had viewed and not utilized the G League. So this gets them, I mean, this is very much keeping up with the Joneses, but the rest of the NBA was the Joneses in this sense. So for me, the thing that jumps out the most that you just said, and something that I've always wondered about when, you know, either, even from afar before I was covering the Blazers in terms of thinking about the team is running the same system, right? So they, you know, so this season they sent a few people down to the G League, well, they're running someone else's stuff or whatever that team's doing, and they don't know the guys they're playing with for a week or two. Whereas, like you said, they'll run the exact same stuff. So Chauncey Billups will say, I'm going to send these two guys yep. down, or Cronin will say it, and then 
they're going to run the exact same plays and exact same structure and exact same timing and, and, and uh, di- you know, separ- spacing, I should say, et cetera, et cetera. And then they can monitor that and see specifically what they're working. And they can tell the coach, hey, make sure you run these types of plays for these guys so we can see them work on these things. And then they can watch them work on them and then know that they'll probably be better when they bring them, if they have, have to call them back up. They have a better sense or idea of what they can contribute. And like you said, they don't practice. It was, it was so funny to me during the season. And it's so counterintuitive to everything I've ever known about sports to watch a basketball team struggle Say, oh yeah, we're struggling. We lost some of our Christmas. We need to. We're backslid. We need to work on some things, and then the next day, get a message from the PR staff that there will be no practice the next day, right? <laughs> or the right. next day, and you know what I mean. So it's, they, they and that's just the, the culture of the NBA. So for your veteran guys, for whatever reason they're doing it, whether it's load management or just that's just the culture, fine. But for your younger cats, they're they're losing out now. I do. Now, it's, it's a fact, too, that even though they might have not have a team practice, there might still be some developmental stuff going on for the younger guys. But that's, but still, totally, they that's totally different. That's totally they, different. You're talking about yeah. like, you're talking about you can get six guys in the gym, your, your, your guys at the end of the bench, and maybe you can run some three-on-three. That's very different. Right. That's not the whole, same thing. Whole practice. Absolutely. You're, you're totally right. and, and, and just playing a game. Mm-hmm. That intensity that, that, and having to, to, to process information in, 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 fast, in a fast-paced time and, and apply it, it's just a different animal. So, yeah, I think this is this is good for them. Now, you know, the G, the G League produce a lot of stars like minor league baseball does, not necessarily because it's a different animal. In, in baseball, you draft guys, they automatically go to the right. farm system, they work their way up. In the NBA, the guys you draft first round are going to be on the roster, and some of them are going to be in the rotation, and some of them might be starting and be the, the faces of your franchise right away. So it's not that kind of component, but you do have opportunity to develop guys who just need a little more seasoning. And you mentioned to me before we started that, when you were covering the Lakers, Lonzo Ball went down to the G League for a mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, I mean, all those, all those dudes, right? So, like, when I covered the Lakers, they... Um, I covered the Lakers for nine years, and they were in the lottery for you know the first four or five of those, and so they drafted Brandon Brandon Ingram, Julius Randle, Lonzo Ball. Um, you, you know they had um, they had lottery picks, and they D'Angelo Russell, Josh Hart. Don't forget and, and, don't Josh, forget Josh, Josh Hart. Hart. Not the lottery pick, but Josh Hart played in the G League too, and, and because the way the Lakers utilized it, and the Lakers did something very similar to what the Blazers are trying to do. They ran their G League team out of their practice facility. Now they played games there as well. Their their gym converted to like a very small like, you know, arena. Um, so it, it wasn't mm-hmm. sending them off to like play at like Cal State Northridge, which is the equivalent of what the Blazers are going to be doing at least for now. But by having everything run out of the same building, it was a very seamless operation. It all felt very um, uh, synergized. And so, you know, you could send a player down, and you know, Joe Cronin and I talked about this, and this is all in the story that I wrote today at Oregon Live. But you know, you could call, you could send a player down for a practice on a Tuesday, and then recall them, and they can be on your bench for the game that night again in the NBA. Or they could play a development league game on you know one day, and then they can be with your team the next day. And so, like, it can be as simple as sending a player down just to get a full practice in, but then you bring them back up, and they're primarily with the with with the main club. And so, there is not even like right. it's not like a demotion. Like, you know, there was a, a question on Twitter today of you know what players in the Blazers' recent history would benefit most from the, from the mm. G League, and you know, I said Anthony Simons for the reasons I mentioned at the top, but I mean Shaden Sharp too. I mean, Shaden Sharp at the beginning of this year when, you know, Chauncey was like, you know, I'm going to, you know, trial by fire, I'm going to throw him out there. You know, it's possible that Chauncey might have utilized him a little differently at the beginning of the year or when he was struggling or was kind of ending up in the doghouse a little bit for some of his miscues. You know, send him down to the G League, not to spend weeks and weeks at a time, but to get a full practice, to get some more 
real hands-on one-on-one um, training to get more minutes. I mean, what you saw from Shaden Sharp at the end of the season where he had the green light and was able to kind of play through his mistakes is an opportunity he would have in the G League, you know, at the beginning of the year or, or, or earlier. And, and there's, there's an argument both ways, but it would have been a tool and it would have been an option for Chauncey and Joe in terms of how they wanted to utilize and develop Shaden Sharp. Now, I think Shaden Sharp going into next year is probably past that. I don't think they're going to see Shaden in the G League next year. Um, but, no. you know, whoever they draft, you know, short of it being, you know, a top three guy, you know, you could send that person down there for a couple practices, a few games um, to get, you know, to knock some cobwebs off, whatever it is. It's a really good tool. Well, they could have had like a, a three-day stretch where they're off. And in the on the middle day, yep. when they're not practicing, Shaden goes and plays with the G League team, drops 50. <laughs> and he comes back and joins the big boys two days later and plays 18 minutes. You know what right. I'm saying? Uh, but so, someone like Trenton Watford could could benefit from that last year, especially yep. Jabari Walker this year. Jabari Walker probably would have been Absolutely. the star of that team. Yeah, it's a know, great Someone one. like that would have been perfect. Uh, and Anthony, his, his first season for sure. The, the problem for Anthony, aside from being young and coming out of the academy, was that the two guys playing his position were, like, really good. So it was he was never going to start over those guys. But – Early on, when he wasn't getting a ton of minutes, he could have been rocking mm-hmm. the G League team and just just destroying it and learning and growing and being better. So yeah, there's definitely opportunities to uh, benefit from that for for younger cats. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Now, what do you think the fan interest is going to be? Because it's it's cool that that team is going to be in Portland and not yeah. somewhere else. Not, some people were talking about Eugene. I was like, well, I mean, they, why I don't just. Find some place in Portland. I thought maybe Portland State. I didn't even think about UP, but UP makes sense. Uh, why do you? What kind of interest do you think the, the this team might draw? I'm curious to see. You know, because the Blazers. You know, the Blazers really want to make this a family type atmosphere. I think there's they, they draw some inspiration from the way the Hillsboro Hops do things. Um, you know, so mm-hmm. the idea of you know family first. You know, this is and the thing that you have to understand about the G League. It is not a revenue generator. Nobody is getting into this thinking. Right. You know that they're going to make a few bucks on this. I mean, this is this is a loss, right? Like this is going to be a loss. It's going to cost more than you're going to make. And and the and and the and the revenue is the development of your players and the fact that like you know in a year, two years, five years, you're going to suddenly have your own version of an Alex Caruso, a guy who started in the G League, or mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, yeah, I listed some other guys. Fred Van Vliet was a G League was a G League guy, you know. So I mean. Um, or it's a, it's a coach, maybe Nick Nurse, you know, it's a guy who used to coach at the G League and then became coach of the year in the NBA. So the whole thing, it's, you know, it's, you don't know where the wins are going to come, but you put yourself in a position to have the wins. Um, so anyway, not a moneymaker. So I don't think the Blazers are going to be asking fans to, you know, pay a ton to come to these games, you know, 10 bucks maybe for a ticket, something like that. It's going to be really cost, uh, really affordable. Um, it's at a great, it's a, a great venue. Obviously, Child Center is a great place to watch a game. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what the fan interest is because generally, you know, the G League is not, you know, a huge, a, does not draw, you know, huge attendance numbers. And especially in a town where there is an existing, there are other options in the winter. There are other basketball options, whether it's UP, PSU, the Blazers. That said, there is such a intense fan interest. And you talked about this before we came on. So I'll be curious to get your thoughts. There's such an intense interest in the minutia of the Blazers and, and, I don't, I mean, maybe this is all fan bases, but I feel like Blazer fans especially love, like, the idea of, like, the 12th man and that the 12th man is, like, you know, getting, you know, is is, is the next, you know, star. And you can go see that guy. Mm-hmm. You can go see that guy for 10 bucks play at the University of Portland on a Tuesday. You know, maybe you live up in North Portland and it's it's close for you. I mean, that's, that's a really good option. So, um, you know, and I think, you know, if Damian Lillard is going to be at some of these games, maybe, you know, like, you know, if, if, 
if player X is on assignment with the G League team, you know, you're going to see some of the NBA guys down there. I mean, it's an opportunity to see them. You know, I think it's going to be a good fan experience. The Blazers are putting that first. So I think, you know, there will be fan interest, but it's kind of like minor league baseball where, like, you don't worry as much about the result of the game. And so that might – that's going to affect it as well. So I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I, I don't know what to expect here. I kind of think especially early on there's going to be a lot of interest, especially if there's a dude down there, right? Yeah. You know, has Simon's been playing there when he was younger. Had Sharp. Sharp shows up for a couple games. That place could be packed. Uh especially if it's a cheap ticket. I just feel like if you have a name on there that the fans like, especially if, if, if it's guys who showed out a little bit in the summer, right? You have a guy do well in the summer league, and then, oh, he's going to play some G League. I think people might be drawn to that. Uh, what what are the hops average? Do you I know what their average attendance is? I don't know. I mean, so I think, think 3,000, 4,000, something like that. Um, yeah, so, so, I'm, so I'm wondering, okay, if, if they can draw a few thousand a game, out in Hillsboro, why couldn't the Blazers be in that realm uh, right there in Portland, especially when, I mean, the Hops are putting out players that 95% of the people in the stands have no idea who they are. Right. No clue. I mean, there's going to be some future stars coming through there, but people don't know, and people aren't checking to say, oh, this guy went in the third round in this year. Yeah. In, in the NBA, they're going to know who all these dudes are. Not all of them, but all the ones who were drafted or signed as free agents, the Watfords, the... The um, uh, Butlers, the obviously the Sharps, and the Walkers, and then who was the other kid they just had? And they, that my man, they like oh Greg Brown the third. Oh yeah. Uh, so they're gonna know those guys, and then there's gonna be those those fans who are like you know like you said, who's gonna be the next great something? Who's got potential? And there's always and, and with sports fans, there's always there's a little bit of a scout in every fo- sports fan, right? There's a little there's you see a guy like me with Anthony, I was just in love with Anthony. Like that guy's gonna be good. And I spent four years arguing about it. So a lot of people do that, and so they, if they have a chance to go see that guy play, I think they're gonna go. So I would be shocked if they didn't. What it holds five thousand, six thousand? I'm yep. gonna say I'm gonna say twenty five hundred. I'm gonna go twenty five hundred average. And I think that's a good. I think that's a really good turnout. And I think the Blazers would be thrilled with that. I mean, you want to create a robust environment. You want it to be a fun. You want it to be a fun experience for the players too. Um, so I think, you know, I think that would be a win for everybody if that's if that's the sort of crowd you draw. Now, I mean, you know, if there's not a, a name player on assignment and, you know, it's a Tuesday and the Reno Bighorns are in town. I don't even think it's the Reno Bighorns anymore. <laughs> but, like, you know, the, Sto- the, the Stockton Kings are in town. Like, is that, you know, right. is that moving the needle? You know, no. But, I mean, a lot of this is sort of, like, procedural. It's a necessary function of, like, you know, of, 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 of running smart basketball ops. Like, you don't know necessarily where – and I said this before – you don't know where your wins are going to come. You don't know what player is going to um, is going to um, is going to hit down the road. But like that's a tool. And like one example of this is, and I'm not, I'm probably going to mess this up. But you know, if you have if you have um, if you have uh, undrafted rookies, right? You have the ability, you have the tool to sign them to what's called an Exhibit Ten contract, which you know is is, is it, we're down in the weeds of NBA contracts, but by and large allows you to keep a player on your G League team. And the Blazers have the, had the ability to sign guys to exhibit 10 contracts, but because they didn't have their own G League team, they couldn't offer a $50,000 bonus that is in place when you send them to your own mm. affiliate G League team. So, and you have up to six of those. So, mm. undrafted free agents, you know, your Austin Reeves of the world, or, you know, whoever else, guys who are just one tier below signing um, uh, two-way contracts, but who are your you know, summer league players, your training camp invitees, you know, those guys had no incentive to sign with the Blazers. 
So that is six, you know, not roster slots, but six guys you could have sort of team control over that you didn't have, you didn't really have a mechanism to bring into your program or to keep hands on. And so that is, that is the sort of thing that they were losing. And it's very much on the margins. It's very much like, you know, the payoff is made, isn't, isn't one out of six. Like it might be one out of 60, but like, that's still the sort of thing that you need to, you know, to win in the league. Like you have to be able to hit in the draft. You have to be able to make smart trades and then you have to get lucky on the margins because you're doing things the right way. And I think this is a step toward the Blazers doing things more the right way. Yeah, that's six opportunities to hit on somebody. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, that's six opportunities they didn't have. Now, okay, so break this down real quick, if you will. So we've seen the Blazers, though, dip into the G League to to sign guys. So obviously not all guys are, quote-unquote, protected. Right. How does that work? You're asking, yeah. So, I mean, it's 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 there's different levels. Put you on the like, spot. There's different levels of team control. Is the short answer, you know? Yeah. So, but like, like I mean, rather than answer your question, let me just talk about something else. Um, look at look <laughs> look at the situation with Shaq Harrison at the end of the season. You know, Shaq Harrison right. came in and played really well for the Blazers. He'd been playing for the Lakers affiliate, the South Bay Lakers, and the Blazers yeah. were able to sign him, and and they. They he, he was on a 10-day contract that expired at midnight um, the morning of the Blazers' final regular season game. The Blazers intended to sign him for that last day, but they were not able to sign. They, they ended up getting kind of a little bit of a, um, you know, a switcheroo from the Shaq Harrison camp because the Lakers wanted to sign him for the rest of the season. There's a chance to go, you know, get a playoff share and all that and be part of, you know, a playoff run, even if you're not going to be dressed probably. But if the Blazers had their own G League affiliate, they'd be bringing up their own guys they had their own relationship with, and you're not going to get burned like that you know, at the last minute. Now, the Shaq Harrison thing's a little different because they weren't going to be able to sign him to an end-of-year contract because it was essentially an injury exemption. So they were really going to sign him for one more day, and then they wouldn't have had his rights be through the summer. They did. Who's the guy they signed? Um, they signed... Uh, the, the center? The, the center kid for one day? One of the guys they signed, they signed was it Matoma? No, they signed. No, 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 no. I know who you're talking about. You're talking about Chance uh, Scott. The, 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 they signed one of those young guys to an end of year contract or a multi year, a, oh, multi, uh, a multi year deal. Matoma, Jonathan, Jonathan, Jonathan Williams, Nate Jonathan Williams. Williams. Yeah. So they signed him to a multi year contract, which basically right. just gives them his rights through the summer. He'll be on the summer league team. He'll be in training camp, and then they can make a decision about him then. But you know where he's going to be, or his contract year? will be, tra- or his contract will, be, or his contract will be traded. You know, <laughs> but yeah, you, go ahead. You know, you want to know where he's going to be playing next year if his contract isn't traded on the G League. He's going to be on, on the, the G, G League team, team because they've smartly right. managed, you know, having some young players, and so um, that is how I see this this working. Um, I have one question for you, Aaron, on this before we before we get out of here. You know, we talk a lot about ownership with the Blazers, and there's been a lot of talk about. You know how invested Jody Allen is in you know the Blazers long term. Is Phil Knight going to swoop down from on high and and buy the Blazers? I wrote something about Phil today, tangentially related to the Blazers. Um, it is you. This is absolutely an investment. The G League team is absolutely an investment. It is not a money maker. Um, how much credit do you think we give Jody Allen and and kind of the Vulcan suits for? for finally investing in a G League team. We agree it's overdue, but it's here. I mean, do we do we view that as a but, as but, Jody what, committing? But, but I can't I can't imagine that Paul wouldn't have done it. It was a Neil thing that they didn't have it. Neil yeah. didn't see the value in having the G League. 
And every time I hear someone say the Blazers don't want to spend this or the Blazers don't want to spend that, I'm like, Paul Allen's threw money around like crazy. Mm-hmm. There was, like, when was Paul cheap? And is has Jody been cheap the last few years? I mean, what are you saying? That Kevin Durant was going to come to Portland, but Jody Allen didn't want to go deeper in the tax? Right. Like, that's ridiculous. So I don't understand the – I mean, so, so, no one's ever explained to me where the purse string tightening has been in the Blazers that has cost them a single yeah. victory. Like, I just don't understand that. Uh, so, but but regardless, Joe Cronin and his staff went to Jody Allen and said, "We need a G League team," and I'm sure they presented why. And obviously, she said, "Okay." Well, and the thing that Joe and, and Dwayne Hankins both told me was that it took no convincing that this was that she was bought in yeah. immediately. And 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 listen, like even if you think Jody isn't committed in the long term to the Blazers, like she has a, a responsibility to like to run it somewhat credibly. And so it's like, if your GM is saying, this is what we need to function. And she said, no, then you should shut down. You should sell it. Because like, if you can't, if you can't do what I would honestly consider to be the bare minimum, then, then what are we doing? So um, the right thing was done. I, you're right that, you know, previous management was less um, saw, didn't see the value in it the way this group does. Um, So Jody Allen didn't care if she didn't care. Why is she, why is she courtside during the tanking process? Yeah. Why did Why did she agree to give Damian the extension? I mean, maybe you do it because you're going to trade him, or maybe you just say, "I'm not giving that guy two years or two more years, 112 million. Trade him now." You know, you just you 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 strip it down. You don't care. It's just whatever. Yeah. She's not operated like that. And if she was, I would say so. I just I just, I think there's just some, you know, fans get angry. They have to be angry at someone. It's usually the coach or the owner or the GM. But I just don't see any any evidence that she's doing anything that's hurting the franchise. Person. Well, and also I would say, Maybe like, I mean, so obviously they went into the rebuild last year as the luxury tax bill was was coming due. But you also don't want to be deep in the luxury tax for a team that isn't going to win. And that team was right. way over was over was over committed in the wrong areas. You know, Norman Powell, Robert Covington, like that was smart business. CJ, now maybe yeah. CJ, maybe yeah. you know, it was smart business and. And one thing I'd say is like the Blazers have been too slow on on upgrading the arena and and, cre- and the fan experience at at, mm. at Moda Center. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as we know, and Dwayne Hankins has been very open about this, they are they are efforting to to start those improvements this summer. Actually, <clears throat> the, the, I'm going to keep calling it the Rose Garden. Sorry, <clears throat> the Moda Center is going to be closed this summer to concerts. They're not going to have those big high revenue concerts coming through the arena because they are doing massive after updates. Janet, after, after Janet. Janet, after Janet, after Janet. <laughs> but they, but because they are they are they are doing those improvements kind of in the the girding of the seats on the ends. So there's going to be a lot of structural improvements at the arena, and then that's going to lead to you know in future subsequent years more visible improvements. Whether it's you know the scoreboard, uh, the video screen, um, the area around the the, the Rose Quarter. You know, that's all underway with an idea of bringing, um, you know, bringing an all-star game to Portland by 2030, which is something they've talked very openly about. And so to me, those plans are very much in motion as if Jody Allen is still going to own the team. And who's going to be paying for all that? Barring an, an update, Jody Allen. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, if somebody comes in and buys the team, great. If it's Phil Knight, great. But I, I kind of am, I'm kind of with you, like, I don't really see where, you know, you're paying Dame, you're paying, you're going to pay Jeremy Grant this summer. You're probably, if, if the summer goes the way the, the front office wants it to go, you're going to be deep in the tax again 
hopefully a better, mm-hmm. a more balanced roster and a team that you feel better about being in attacks with. But yeah, it's expensive, and there's been no indication that they're not willing to go to go for it. Um, yeah, maybe we'll reevaluate after the summer. But as of now, it's it seems like everybody's on the same page. Yeah, I mean, you can't criticize an ownership of any team for not wanting to go into a tax, for expensive tax for a mediocre to bad team. It doesn't make any sense. You're lighting money on fire. If you light twenty five, thirty, forty, fifty million dollars in tax money on fire, and the team's bad, if you do that four or five years. Now you've lit you've lit two hundred fifty million dollars on fire, and for what? Just to say you look like you want to win, it doesn't make any sense. You want to pocket that money to do things like improvements or have that money in place later on when you do sign the big contract and bring in the star who's going to help you win and you go deeper into the tax. You've got that cash in reserve. You didn't light it on fire for a bad team. I mean, that's just basic economics as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Yeah, there is one more thing, Aaron Fenders, that we have to talk Uh-oh. about. We have to What's tell up? good people that we are, listen, they know they can find us on OregonLive.com. They can find us on Twitter. I'm on Twitter mm. at Bill Orem. You're on Twitter at Aaron J. Fentress. They can find you on, what else What else are you on? TikTok? Are you on TikTok? No, I've avoided TikTok. I'm on Instagram, same name. Insta- Instagram, I'm on Instagram. But now, as of this week, you can find us on Subtext. Well, what is Subtext, you ask? It is an opportunity to engage directly with us through your phone. Aaron and I, starting this up, we're at the very beginning of this effort. We're going to be sending updates, our thoughts, our opinions, um, some questions. We're going to have questions for you, readers and listeners, about what's happening in the, in the world of sports. All you have to do, it's a $3.99 monthly fee, first two weeks um, uh, free of charge. You can cancel if, if you're not into it. All you got to do to sign up is send us a text right now at 503-386-0095. 503 Let us know that you'd like to start receiving texts. We're texting. I sent one today about the G League, some some uh, stripped-down thoughts on the new G League team, at least relative to what we've gotten into here on Sports by Northwest. But that is going to be something that's going to be gearing up in the weeks to come. So go ahead and sign up there if you're interested. Like I said, $3.99 a month once you get past your free trial. But that's something we're going to be u- utilizing every single day going forward. Um, and we look forward to engaging with you there. Sounds like fun. Who wouldn't want to receive random sports texts from us, Bill? I mean, I know, I, I know, I smile every time I get a text Sounds from like you. Sounds like a treat. <laughs> you smile, right? You like ah, adventurous. No, all right, it, awesome, it, good it, stuff. It is another opportunity uh, for us to connect with readers. Um, you know, a lot of times this is very one way. You know, us talking at you or us writing to you. And I know, you know, as 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 a, as a reporter, I always love getting those emails from readers with their thoughts on what I've written, Aaron. I know you do too at least the ones that aren't offensive. <laughs> and, uh, and so this is just another way for us to, for us to connect with, with you guys. So thank you for listening and, and reading, and uh, hopefully you'll check us out on, on subtext as well. What was that number? All right, Aaron? be sure. To... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the number again. 503-386-0095. Okay. 503-386-0095. All right, be sure to choose. <laughs> Wait, say it again. Hold on, I just closed the tab. 503-386-0095. All right, great. All right, thanks for listening. Uh, hey, we're going to start doing more of these uh, Sports by Northwest quick hitters like this. When, when news arises, it could be Bill and someone from the Ducks or uh, Beavers, Dashiell or Crepia talking, or Bill and me, or me and someone who knows. We'll just fire these off more often. And, of course, subtext will be involved uh, with the topics that we talk about. Please click the subscribe button. Give us a positive rating, and we'll catch you soon. We got the lottery coming up. We got trade rumors galore. Then we're going to have the draft. Then we're going to have players flying all over the country, being interviewed and moved. And it's going to be a crazy summer, and we will bring it all to you right here on the Sports by Northwest podcast, as well as 
the Blazer Focus Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you.